We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome into Candlestick Chronicles, a 49ers podcast on the Blue Wire Podcast Network. I'm Kyle Madsen. I write about the 49ers for NinersWire.com, part of the USA Today Sports Media Group. Joining me shortly is Chris Biederman. He covers the 49ers for the Sacramento Bee. And we have some NFL news on a wild Tuesday with quarterback dominoes falling everywhere. We will talk about that and what it means for the 49ers. Let's get into it. Hey, this is George Kittle, and you're listening to Candlestick Chronicles. I typically we record on Mondays, Wednesdays, and Thursdays, but we had to jump in for a Tuesday afternoon pod after it was announced that the 49ers signed Keaton Sutherland to a reserve futures contract. Chris, your Keaton Sutherland takes. Uh, s- strong hands, mm-hmm. dancing, dancing bear, good punch. <laughs> yeah, yep. Uh, I'm just, I I'm agree. Just and that's I, our podcast, everybody. Thanks for listening. <laughs> I know zero things about this player that you yeah, mentioned. No, I'm, I'm, I'm joking. Uh, he played for the two, Bengals and two, Dolphins. Two big quarterback dominoes fell, and that's why we're here today. Oh, okay. Tuesday. Yeah. Well, the Keaton Sutherland, we want to wait and get some guests on for that one and really, really dive deep on that offseason signing. Aaron Rodgers, Russell Wilson, two quarterback dominoes that fell on Tuesday. Um, the first one was Rogers and that was kind of, I think widely expected to be the first big quarterback move. He winds up staying in green Bay on a four-year contract, a reported four-year contract worth $200 million, 153 million guaranteed. Um, they also franchise tag Devonte Adams. So it looks like the Packers keeping the band back together. And I don't want to, go into a, what this means for the green Bay Packers, because that's kind of neither here nor there for the 49ers. But what this means is there's a team out there that needed a quarterback that is not going to get Aaron Rodgers, which is good news for the 49ers. They try and unload Jimmy Garoppolo. Yeah. And I think the team that was most commonly linked to Aaron Rodgers was the Denver Broncos who wound up acquiring Russell Wilson, which is wild. 
which is wild. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, to me now, when you look at the Jimmy Garoppolo situation, and we should also point out that Tuesday Garoppolo had his shoulder surgery mm-hmm. um, and Mike Garofolo of NFL Network reported that it's what we kind of knew before the surgery is that, you know, he's expected to resume throwing at some point before training camp. Um, but what the Rogers news does for the 49ers and what the Russell Wilson trade does in the immediacy for the 49ers is provide a little bit of clarity on what the Jimmy Garoppolo market could look like. And if you look at the teams potentially in the mix for quarterback, now you have Pittsburgh, Washington, Indy, New Orleans, Tampa Bay, Carolina, now Seattle, um, potentially the Lions, Texans, and Eagles. So there is going to be a team that trades for Jimmy Garoppolo, but I, I mean that. So what we know now is it won't be the Broncos or the Packers, mm-hmm. um, which it could have been if if Aaron Rodgers had left Green Bay. But I mean, really, the big news is Russell Wilson's no longer a Seahawk. He's out of the division, and right. he was sixteen and four against the Niners in his career, and was really sort of the boogeyman that just no matter how good or bad the Seahawks were, the Seahawks were always incredibly tough for the 49ers to beat in large part because of Russell Wilson. Um, So now, you know, what do they do, right? They got two first round picks, two second round picks, Noah Fant, um, Shelby Harris, Shelby Harris and another player, right? Oh, Drew Locke, Drew Locke, the quarterback. Um, so now the Seahawks are at this moment in this weird limbo purgatory spot where if it feels like they have ammunition to go get a quarterback and the quarterback that would make most sense for them in the immediacy would be Deshaun Watson. Of course, there's the legal issues surrounding him. There was mm-hmm. a report out of the New York times today that I saw that said, um, his accusers could potentially be making it a criminal case. It had just been a civil case, which is obviously very different from a criminal case. If it becomes a criminal case, then Deshaun Watson really, really isn't getting traded. Um, right. Or at least a team is not going to acquire him on the verge of his case becoming criminal rather than civil. So that's that's certainly an interesting wrinkle to it. But if Deshaun Watson settled his cases and the you know, criminal charges don't happen or they get dropped or whatever, I would think the Seahawks would be among the favorites to potentially land Deshaun Watson or at least be in the Deshaun Watson market. Yeah. In the meantime, if they don't make a major move at quarterback, now that they shipped off, shipped off Russell Wilson, what are they, what do they do? Because they might be like a five or six win team now. I don't know. Drew like, Locke's not, you, you Drew Locke's not the answer. So, so if you're unloading Russell Wilson, you're theoretically doing that because you have a plan. It's not trade Russell Wilson and then figure out what's happening at quarterback. And maybe Deshaun Watson is the plan, and they're going to just load up as much as they as much as they can until Houston gives them to him, and they'll figure it out later. But I can imagine the Seahawks as an organization are going to trade multiple first round picks, three, four plus first round picks and some other stuff for a quarterback who may never play in the league again. Right. So I don't 
I maybe maybe the plan is Drew Lock this year and draft a quarterback with Denver's number nine pick and hope to catch lightning in a bottle with the with the rookie quarterback starting over the veteran again like like it did with Russell Wilson. But I can't I can't imagine that the Seahawks plan to compete right away involves Drew Locke or a rookie quarterback and a draft class that is not supposed to be very good under center. So maybe maybe it's tank season for them and they're going to just roll with Drew Locke this year and win four or five games and then try and draft a quarterback next year as they load up with on talent with the first round picks they got for Russell Wilson, first and second round picks. I I'm just I I have to believe if they plan on competing this year that there's another plan aside from Drew Locke and a rookie. Yeah, I would agree. Um, and whether it's Deshaun Watson or somebody else, if you just look at it on its face and say, all right, they flipped Russell Wilson and then they take a majority or all of these draft picks they got in the trade and then flip those for a quarterback, say Deshaun Watson, just as an example, they potentially could have just flipped Russell Wilson for Deshaun Watson, Noah Fant and Shelby Harris, right? Just like not, not, not including any other ancillary draft picks getting moved in that trade. Right. So if you think about it, you're like, man, they just, they got two starters and a starting quarterback who's potentially a star for Russell Wilson. Right. And that's, that's just using Deshaun Watson as a hypothetical, right? You could throw in, you know, whatever, another quarterback to be determined later that they could end up trading for. Um, But it's really interesting because it could also be like, them saying, look, the Rams aren't going anywhere in the short term. The Niners don't appear to be going anywhere in the short term. Um, the Cardinals are still good. Maybe it is time for us to bottom out and take a year or two to rebuild, find a new coach after Pete Carroll inevitably retires, if he ever does. Mm-hmm. I guess it inevitably would not be the word. There. Someday he will. Someday. In my so, opinion. <laughs> someday Pete Carroll will not be coaching the Seahawks. When when that day is, we'll, we'll have no... We'll, who knows, but um, it could be a long-term rebuild to which, man, I would feel bad for Seahawks fans, but they did have it pretty good making the playoffs eight times in nine years with Russell Wilson. And when yeah, I wouldn't Bowl. feel bad at all. <laughs> you, I, I mean, I generally just as if like you feel bad for sports fans who just watch their team tear it down and just say, and just yeah, lie. as an A's fan, I can empathize for sure. Yes, that's that's what I'm getting. At but sure. but they had a that like you said they had a decade long run of going to the postseason and being in the mix. Right, it's right. pretty good. That's hard to do. That's really hard to do. No, 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 absolutely. I just wonder, you know, which path are they taking? Because it could be, you know, okay, we got all these assets and we're going to acquire a quarterback that we can win with right now, or this is a long term rebuild and that's probably going to extend beyond Pete Carroll's tenure. Like that's yeah. the Seahawks feel like they're at a fork in the road, and I imagine they do have a plan, mm-hmm. but I just wonder what that plan is because the NFC West is loaded and you just got rid of a first ballot hall of famer. I think there's talking to somebody today in Seattle who knows Russell Wilson. It didn't, uh, it did. <laughs> it didn't sound like this was something that Wilson was like super pushing for. 
I'm guessing he probably made it known like, hey, if you can trade me, wouldn't say no. But it doesn't sound like he was going to make a stink about it if they did just run it back this year. But that's why I think that's why I think that there's another there's another step to this for Seattle. Yeah. Uh, unless tanking is is their move, but are you going to want to do that with a 71-year-old head coach or however old Pete Carroll is? Right. And you just traded for Jamal Adams, which was very much a win-now move, right? You mm-hmm. have Tyler Lockett, DK Metcalf, you add Noah Fant. Like, you would think if you just plug a quarterback in there, you could potentially still have a really good offense. Yeah. And if you have a star like Jamal Adams on defense, right? <laughs> right? Right? Defensive end, <laughs> safety, whatever he is. He's an he's an off-ball linebacker. Yeah, who can blitz? <laughs> so I'm 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 fascinated to see what, what Seattle's gonna do moving forward here because they just became the to, most talk, interesting team of the offseason. Yeah, talking yeah. to talking to like just Seahawks fans, they're worried that like hey, Tyler Lockett's gone now. And if that's if that's the case, if they're also trading Tyler Lockett, like then yeah, you're looking at a full teardown as as they try and reset, but this is good news for San Francisco because if Seattle goes from, damn, that's two games against Russell Wilson. Seattle wasn't good this year, and they beat the Niners twice. If if that suddenly becomes two more winnable games, that's that's significant for for the 49ers. Like that's the difference between ten and seven and twelve and five this year. Yeah, it, the- it looks like Seattle's going to be a really beatable team. The Seahawks went from having arguably, uh, inarguably, one of the two best quarterbacks in the best division in the NFC to now more than likely having the worst quarterback in, in the NFC West. Is there is there a quarterback they could acquire realistically that would make you say like, oh, Seattle's back, like they're they're going to be good again? Deshaun Watson. But even okay, let pause there. Even with Deshaun Watson, he might not play this year. Well, you're right. I, I mean, I'm just saying. I don't think they trade for him unless they're convinced that he would be able to play. They're not okay. gonna. They're, I don't think they would trade for him, and with all you know, with if, if there was any uncertainty about his future. Um, but if you're asking me which quarterbacks I think that could possibly play for the Seahawks, that would make them competitive. I mean, we've talked about Tom Brady, the Niners. I mean, I guess you have to that would, include him. That would put them in like the the Super Bowl conversation. Yeah, I think I think even somebody like no, maybe not. Their defense isn't very good. Like Gardner Minshew, no. Marcus Mariota, does he make him competitive? Mm. He makes them competitive, but they're a five hundred team at best, probably. Right at best, I think. Jimmy Garoppolo, Mitchell, Mitchell Trubisky, no. Okay, uh, let, let me make this to, point because you, I, I, a dude, lot of people, I think a lot of people are like, oh, there's no way the Niners would trade Jimmy Garoppolo to the Seahawks. I think I don't. I, I think there's no way the disagree. Seahawks would want him. Right. I, com- <laughs> I think fair. Kyle Shanahan honestly would, if if you gave Kyle Shanahan true serum, he would love to go against Jimmy Garoppolo twice a year. Yeah, you get to face Jimmy Garoppolo twice a year. I've watched Jimmy Garoppolo in all of his training camp practices, and I can tell you that the 49ers defense really is not super afraid of Jimmy Garoppolo. <laughs> <laughs> Neither was any defense they played in the playoffs, by the way. Right. right. So 
Yeah, that's the the issue is not the Niners trading them there. I think Seattle's one of the teams that would go that would go, hey, instead of trading picks for this guy, we're just gonna sign Mitchell Trubisky for 10 million a year and figure it out moving forward. Yeah, I mean, if they're gonna do that, I would just keep Drew Locke. Yeah, which is why I think they added Drew Locke. Now you yeah. can draft a quarterback in like the second or third round or whatever, and if he works out great. If not, then you try again next year. I could see them trading back from nine and maybe like getting Malik Willis or something like that. I don't know if Malik Willis is going to be around. A lot or, of or a lot of nine. good Malik Willis, pro Malik Willis content coming out of the combine. Yeah, Did you yeah. See his 40 I mean, time? I actually didn't. What was it? Didn't he not I run? No I thought I don't he didn't think he run. Ran. Yeah, I don't, I don't think, think he ran. ran. Um, that was a bit on how everybody gets all hyped for the combine and then all anybody talks about is 40 times. Right. Like the like how a guy runs a 40 completely changes the conversation surrounding right. prospects. Like we that know, is that is hilarious to me. We know and we know that the 40 doesn't is not an indicator of success at all in the NFL. Right. But it's I think it's just like, oh, these guys are it's just like the raw athleticism of it. Yeah. Like, oh yeah, these guys are basically superheroes. Right. And the 40 is the easiest way to uh quantify that. Right. Which makes Anyways. sense because Marquise Goodwin and John Ross are, you know, battling out for NFL MVP year in and year out. Totally. So John Ross, all time great pick. Steal of the draft ever. Steal of the all time draft. Best. One could say that. <laughs> you can, one could say that. One of could all argue. Opinions to have. That's certainly one of them. <laughs> you could argue that John Ross is the best pick of all time. Yep. You some you see how fast you, he is. You certainly could. Um, but no, so this that like that's why the Seahawks are so fascinating because they can go two completely different paths. You yes. know, like what about Carson Wentz? Are they competitive? Are they competitive if they end up with Carson Wentz? The thing is, is Carson Wentz and Drew Locke are like the same quarterback. Yeah. Like in my head, anyways. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think of other guys that like aren't Deshaun Watson that are actually realistic. Right. And that's just it is it's not like good quarterbacks are just available all the time. Right. Like the Raiders aren't trading Derek Carr. No. Um, Unless Josh McDaniels and Dave Ziegler really want Jimmy Garoppolo. Yeah. I mean, he would, <laughs> Patriots be, cheap, connection. He would be cheaper than Derek Carr. I mean, if they if they didn't want to pay, look, Derek Carr is a good quarterback, but you could make the case that like I like Derek Carr. I don't know if I like Derek Carr enough to pay him forty million dollars a year, which is probably what he could get, right, on the open market. Um, as Kyle's cat climbs on his head. Wow, this is this is an interesting thing happening. So Kyle went and got his head shaved today, and now your cat is climbing on your head and licking your newly shaven head. Yeah, newly bald head. You hear him purring. <laughs> he just loves it. And he just sits on my shoulders. Yeah, I'm glad. He's I the neediest. He's the neediest cat in the world. I'm, I'm glad I have a dog situations like this. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Roscoe doesn't ever jump up on your shoulders. No, he, he barely, he can barely jump. Um, <laughs> so <laughs> not a high level athlete. Not, not. No, would not do well at the combine. <laughs> Character guy though, he's a he's a, he's a culture setter for sure. Oh, absolutely. Um. 
So do, where do you think, where do you think Jimmy, like, does this, does this change anything you thought about Jimmy Garoppolo's potential landing spot? Nope. I, I thought it could have been Denver. I've said Pittsburgh, but I thought Denver was, was a realistic possibility. So, so my thing with Denver, and I, I, I get that there were a possibility, but my thing with that was always you're in a division with Patrick Mahomes and Justin Herbert and your answer and Derek Carter, to a lesser extent. And, and your answer is Jimmy Garoppolo to be competitive. You're in and you're out. That just never tracked to me. I mean, it's kind whereas of, if you're wa- <laughs> whereas if you're Washington, yeah, yeah. But the, if you're Washington, you're going, Hey, we've got, okay. Yeah. Dallas, but after that, it's the giants and, and the freaking Eagles. Like, that's a winnable division with Jimmy Garoppolo. Right. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Yeah, I should have listed the Giants as a potential a potential team needing a quarterback. I mean, there still yeah. are a lot of teams in need of quarterback. And I think that you, you're right to point out, like you can look at the NFC East and the NFC South as being realistic potential landing spots for Jimmy Garoppolo, because you could say, well, we could win this division with Jimmy Garoppolo. Mm-hmm. Like there, there aren't really, I mean, Dak Prescott's a good quarterback. I don't know if he's quote unquote elite or whatever, but I think you can make the playoffs if you play in the NFC East if you're a team quarterback by Jimmy Garoppolo. So Washington certainly makes sense from that standpoint. Mm-hmm. New Orleans still does. Carolina still does. Tampa. I don't, I'm not knows. sure Carolina does. I don't know how good Carolina is. Well, it, it's, it's not necessarily about, well, yeah, I, I, I get what you're saying. And like, in like response to whether or not, are they, they, a, win the are they a Jimmy Garoppolo away with their roster? No, but what we think might be different than what they think. That's a good point. You know, and they might just be impatient to the point where like, all right, Sam Darnold's not the answer. Maybe, maybe it's Jimmy. Yeah. 
Um, but there are a lot of teams. I mean, it, it's going to be very interesting, right? Because now we have a week so. before the new league year starts. And if Jimmy Garoppolo is on the 49ers roster and he's hurt, he's going to be guaranteed eight and a half million dollars or set seven and a half, eight and a half, seven and a half, seven, seven and, and a half, half million dollars. Yeah. The injury guarantee, so, which the 49ers do want, do not want to have on there, right? which gives them urgency to make trade. But if you're a team in the market for Jimmy Garoppolo, first of all, are you competing with other teams for Jimmy? In which case there more than likely would be a trade. Or are you saying to the 49ers like, hey, you have no leverage because you need this guy off your books more than we need to trade for him right now. Right. So that's that's why I think so I was initially of the mind that this trade would go down like at or shortly after the combine. But with I thought the so shoulder, too, but then the surgery happened. Right. So with the shoulder surgery, and then with all the stuff coming out of the combine, like Trevor Sikama, Pro Football Focus, wrote wrote about how Mitchell Trubisky's name was just all over the place at the combine. And people thinking that Trubisky could wind up getting 10, 12, 15 a year and be somebody's stopgap starter. I think whereas I was in the camp, they're like, okay, it's the Rodgers. See what happens with Rodgers. See what happens with Wilson. And then Garoppolo is next up. I wouldn't be surprised if a team feels out Mitchell Trubisky, sees what, see where he's at, see what he's going to cost. Uh, feel out Marcus Mariota, see where he's at, see what he's going to cost. Like exhausting those options first. And then for the reasons you just said, like the Niners don't have a ton of leverage. And if you're a team that looks at Garoppolo and thinks, okay, we're, we're giving up a day two pick and maybe more to pay him 20 plus million dollars a year. Or you can have Mitchell Trubisky for two years and 30 when you don't have to get right. draft picks. Right. And I, I'm not saying that's what I would do, but I definitely think that that's an, that's a route teams are going to exhaust especially now that Garoppolo has the, has the surgically repaired shoulder. And that's something doctors can look at and see and make sure that it's, that it's surgery went well and that it's healing correctly and stuff. Yeah. But it definitely throws a wrench into it. Into yeah. the time. So if you're, if you're a team like Pittsburgh, do you say, you know, we want to try to replicate what the 49ers did by having a good roster and a good infrastructure and, and plugging Jimmy Garoppolo into that and then potentially being a team capable of making a playoff run? Or do you say, yeah, we can prop up Mitch Trubisky? Right. Instead, I'm, I mean, if I'm a team like the Steelers whose window is open now, I would be much more inclined to take a shot with Jimmy Garoppolo. Right to try to win now and maybe draft a quarterback or whatever. But if I was like a mid-level team like Carolina or New Orleans or Indianapolis, maybe somebody like Trubisky on a reasonable contract where you're not giving up draft picks in a trade right. would make a little bit more sense for the long haul. But when I think, I think tough. too, that same, that, that same logic with Pittsburgh applies to Washington. Like, if you're a team that thinks you can compete this year, if Washington looks at their defense and looks at Terry McLaurin and Antonio Gibson and the fact they have the 11th pick and they go, hey, we are like a quarterback away from either winning the division or, or at least making the playoffs and being competitive in the playoffs, then yeah, you're, you're, you're taking that shot with Garoppolo over Trubisky. 
Yes. But like you said, if you're indie, I I, I think you're probably going the alternate route. Yeah, like let's go get Marcus Mariota, run the shit out yeah. of the ball, not yeah. turn it over and see if we can make it out of the AFC South. Yeah. Yeah. I I, I don't know. There's a, the the Trubisky buzz is is odd to me. It's weird. It's the <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> it's There's a reason there's a reason that Mitchell Trubisky is probably going to get another chance. Sure. Um I think I know where you're going here, but yeah, I the quarterback market suddenly is is kind of interesting. I mean the how teams view I, I like to pretend I I have a good feel for things a lot of the time, but how teams are gonna view Jimmy Garoppolo coming off surgery is a really hard thing to to figure out. Just have no idea. Cause I've had, you know, I've been told that, you know, by a talent evaluator in the league that Jimmy's probably worth a third. But at the same time, if you're a team, like, are you really dying to give up a third round pick to ensure you get Jimmy Garoppolo without knowing how healthy he's going to be when you could potentially play the leverage game and tell the 49ers that, no, like, we're not going to give up anything for him. You're going to cut him and then we're just going to sign him to a deal that makes sense for us. And you do not want him on your books by March 16th and you do not want seven and a half million being guaranteed to him beforehand. So, so either lower your demand and take a fifth round pick with a conditional, whatever pick in 2023, Mm -hmm. or we're just going to wait this one out. Yeah. I think the only way that doesn't happen is if Pittsburgh and Washington are both like, that's the guy. And now all of a sudden there's a bidding war and the Niners have a little bit of leverage. Yeah. But I don't, I don't know why. (laughs) outside of them not being a smart organization, why why Washington would call and just be like, okay, third round pick. Right. And maybe the Niners are just like, we don't really care so much about the compensation. We just want to get him off the books. Yeah. Because getting $25 million off the books is more or less something that absolutely has to happen for them. Right. It's not like, a oh, this should happen. Oh, it would be nice. It's like, no, it, it kind of has to happen. Because they, that's their only avenue really toward upgrading the roster. Unless they want to keep him. <laughs> they, they do not want to keep him. Eric Armstead went on, uh, went on TV last night in Sacramento um, during King's pregame and said he believes that the plan is for them to make Trey Lance a starting quarterback. Yeah, and he says he's Breaking excited news. to see Trey. Yeah. That didn't, I didn't see that on the Sports Center cry on this morning, but. It is what it Chiron? is. Chiron? Chiron? Cryon? I don't Chiron. know. Chiron. Chiron. Okay. You're the producer in the industry. I just talk and write. <laughs> I used to be the at NBC. I was the guy who created the Chirons. Oh, right nice. up my alley. If you needed a pun on there, I was your guy. Did you write puns on the Chirons? Oh, absolutely. Really? Do you have any? Not, examples? not if it was not if it not if it was like serious. Right. Like player X had something go wrong off the field. It's not like oh, funny pun, right? Um, I don't, I don't think I have 
Um, Coco's crisp single gives him the cycle. Yeah, stu- yeah, stuff like that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, just you know. Did he ever? He he hit for the cycle with gays, I think, right? Yes, I think that happened. I'm pretty sure that happened. Merry Crisp Miss would be so, like you know something along those lines. Sure, because baseball season's always around December 25th. Well. It, obviously that was not a great example but you get the gist right right i wish i I'm, could remember I'm oh f- one of them mark marcus Sorensen scored a goal for the sharks one time and did when, you call him Sorensen? i sure did i know you too well at this point yep. that one's easy though that's a layup that's sure a layup. sure yeah. yeah um who do you think's gonna be the seahawks starting quarterback week one Uh, hang on. Wait for it. Carson Strong. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, man, I don't. It's not Deshaun Watson. Drew Locke or Kenny, a draft pick are my two options. Kenny Pickett. I don't know, Kenny. <laughs> uh, yeah, maybe Kenny Pickett's the guy. I don't. I don't know. I'm imagining Pete Carroll being like, thank God we finally don't have a good quarterback anymore. We're going to build up our offensive line. We're going to run the hell out of the ball. And we're going to draft a quarterback in the second or third round. And they're going to go get Carson strong from Nevada and be like, he doesn't run around a lot. He's kind of a, he has a knee thing. So he's just going to hang out. He's going to hand the ball off and stand in the pocket and throw it. So I think, if Deshaun Watson's, and I don't know if this is going to happen, probably not, but if there's any clarity into Deshaun Watson's legal situation, I could see them making a play for him. If not, I think they're going to trade down and find a way to get Desmond Ritter in the draft and have Desmond Ritter. Okay. If there's like a Russell Wilson like prospect among this quarterback group, I think it might be Desmond Ritter. Like winner, not a first round pick, good athlete, good intangibles guy, but not like the cleanest prospect in the world that would make him like a surefire top 10 guy. Okay. But, you know, just bring him into your building. Maybe they trade, maybe they trade up, maybe they trade up to like late first to make sure they get that fifth year. Yeah. Hmm. Or trade back from nine. Like they could trade back twice and get like two extra first round picks out of it. Uh, Matt Corral, Matt Coral, Matt Corral from Ole Miss. Sure. He's a, he's a player. Good athlete. Yeah. He's, he's somebody. Um, I don't have much else. I don't either. Jordan love to the Seahawks. Yikes. <laughs> How they're in a, do you think such a weird what, spot? Jordan Love just must be really bad, right? I mean, that's the thing that I first thought about when seeing the news with the package. It's like, man, they really traded up to take Jordan Love and then re-sign Aaron Rodgers and that then like now not now not using that draft capital to help Aaron Rodgers when your championship window was clearly wide open is just even more baffling. Yeah. Yeah. I've seen. And I don't especially know, especially if, if the especially I forget who reported it, but they said that the Niners traded up in front of the Packers and took Brandon Ayuk 
And then the Packers were just like, oh no, and took Jordan Love because the guy they were going to take got taken, which I still don't buy. But if that's the that is the case, that's even worse now. Yeah. If it turned out that they wanted Ayuk and then just panic moved and and took love, then got a quarterback that's never going to play for him. Yeah. What's his trade value? Would you? You have to give up a third round pick. Would you rather give it up for Jordan Love or Jimmy Garoppolo? Jimmy Garoppolo. I would do. What would the price if the price on Jordan Love was a third? What would the price have to be on Jimmy Garoppolo before you were like, nah? I think I'd rather give up a two for Jimmy than a three for Love. Yes, I agree. I think it would have to be a first. Yeah, I think so too. Yeah, I bet Jordan, man. Even still, a first, like, I'm probably not giving up like more than a fifth for Jordan Love at this point. (laughs) My favorite, yeah, I don't, I don't think so either. Unless, unless you've seen him work out and you're just like, holy crap, this guy, the hidden gem. But my favorite thing today after Aaron Rodgers, the Aaron Rodgers news came out was the, the, the tweets about Jordan Love only being 23. Mm. Like multi Jordan Love's only 23. Like, okay. So he's going to be 28 by the time the Aaron Rodgers deals up and he hadn't played football in six years. Right. No chance. Yeah. There's a lot of quarterback movement that's about to happen over the next week. I think. Yeah. Carson Wentz, Jimmy Garoppolo, Sam Darnold, Mitch Trubisky, Marcus Mariota. Who else? Do you want to know when the Jimmy Garoppolo stuff's going to go down? I would love to. So make my life a lot easier if I knew that. Okay, get ready. Buckle up. Here's here's the thing that's happening. So, as you know, I'm getting married next Saturday, March 19th. Oh, it's going to happen during your wedding? Nope. No. Okay. That would be fine because I'm I'm telling my my various jobs to go to heck that day i might pre-write something if if it doesn't happen by the time you're wedding so i can yes i will also have something rewritten but my fiance's family is here from england and we're going to alcatraz on wednesday the 16th the day the new league year opens good decision on your part from a work perspective we booked it before we knew when the new league year started sure um so I no, never mind. Um <laughs> so very, very strong possibility that I'm gonna be like on a boat in the middle of the bay when that comes down. Are you gonna have your laptop with you? No, I'll pre-write. Okay. And I'll just tell my various people, like, hey, post this. Right. We're gonna emergency pod from Alcatraz. That would be great content, I think. Yeah, it would. Um, I I honestly have no feel for when this Jimmy thing's gonna happen. This sh- this surgery is just makes everything way more confusing. It could happen tomorrow. It could happen next Tuesday. It could happen over the weekend. I have a feeling it's gonna happen when I'm playing golf on Sunday. Ooh, okay, good to know. Good to know. When's your tea time? Uh, it's at 11.08, I believe. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. I'm on the radio from 10 to 1. Mm, so it'd be yeah, dynamite if it happened in that window. Yeah, it'd be great for you. <laughs> A lot of stuff gonna, to talk about. Totally. Let's get out of here.
Yeah. That, that was just us shooting the shit. We can probably cut all of that. <laughs> we'll have a nice little guest this week. Yeah, we will. Good little player. Nice former little player. player. Good little player. Good little former player. Uh, is he a former player? Are we sure? Could he still play? Maybe. Looks pretty good. I've heard he can still suit up. <laughs> Subscribe, rate, review, check your feeds for our special guest pod dropping on Thursday. And we will see you guys next time. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.